The following episode is a rebroadcast of our original YouTube podcast series. If you like what you hear, stay tuned for new episodes coming in 2021 with a new format and special guest interviews and much more behind-the-scenes info, along with paranormal news and updates of our research and investigations. And, without any further ado, I hope you enjoy this rebroadcasted episode of the CAPS Podcast, and hope you will like, subscribe, and share our upcoming episodes of Whispers from the Dark. Welcome to the official Cryptids Anomalies and the Paranormal Society's podcast. I'm your host, Barnaby, and you're listening to Whispers from the Dark. We had one more stop that we made that night, and uh, I wanted to save this for last because, number one, it doesn't fit into the bridge category, and uh, number two, it kind of was... I, for me, probably one of the highlights of the night, I think. And I'm talking about the uh, Boy Scout Lane. Oh. <laughs> All right, so Boy Scout Lane. <clears throat> it uh, the, the road, street, whatever is called Boy Scout Lane. <clears throat> and it is another dead-end road in uh, kind of the outskirts of Stevens Point. It is a wooded area with a lot of fields and a couple houses. So the lore of uh, Boy Scout Lane, there are several different stories of this. Number one, the reason why it's called Boy Scout Lane is this section of the, the road, the area, was donated to the Boy Scouts of America to turn into a Boy Scout camp. That is true. Now, the stories that arise from this as to what the activity is in the area, uh, there are several. First of all, um, a bus full of Boy Scouts was either killed by the bus driver or the bus crashed and they were killed. Number two, the Boy Scouts were camping out in this area and knocked over a lantern and set the entire woods on fire, uh, killing a, a bunch of these campers. Um, I think there's another one where the Scoutmaster kills them. And there's another where some maniac was on the loose and, like, just picked them off. Yep. In their tents. So like, went from tent to tent and killed them and their scout leader. Yeah. So none of these stories have actual evidence, I would say. There's nothing that we could find that actually happened. Um, but it is odd that this is Boy Scout Lane and there is not a Boy Scout camp on this road. Which leads it to the point of maybe there something did happen out there or something like that. You know? I don't know. But, the so that's the stories. What the claims are is people see um, lights coming through the woods 
They uh, hear kids' voices singing, stuff like that. Um, what else? I think that's about it. Oh, oh, um, if you park your vehicle on this road, you will get handprints to show up on your vehicle of the little children that come over and push on your vehicle or, or try and get in it, I guess, or something. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. So... Uh, we went out there and uh, we covered the car in baby powder because uh, and, and there's there's a problem with this that was pointed out to me is that you know we should have cleaned the vehicle prior to that <laughs> or taken yeah. pictures of it but here's where I stand on that if the car is covered with baby powder like you're dusting for fingerprints the oils of your hand will leave a print in the baby powder but that's completely irrelevant to what we were looking for because if I walk up to that car and put my hand on it, I'm going to wipe away the baby powder. Yes. So we're not looking, we're not dusting for fingerprints. We're seeing if anything brushed away the powder and left a handprint that way. So it's completely irrelevant whether or not we cleaned the vehicle prior to that because something that touched it would have cleaned away the, the powder. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I do want to, I want to point out too, that, um, at the end of the lane, which would have been nicer to park down, it was very clearly marked as private property. And they, uh, they said that there was like security cameras, um, and we just went by that and just didn't park at the end of the lane as far down as we could go just you know out of you know not be getting into trouble and also out of respect for whosoever property that could be down there uh so we were up further from the end of the lane yep we pulled over and parked in like there. a access to one of the fields it was a small little driveway to one of the farmer's fields so we don't know if that had any effect on anything, but again, you know, we're not out there trying to get in trouble or disrespect anybody or piss anybody off in the middle of the night. This is a, I don't know if we have a standard ground law, but people do have concealed carry here and we're also not looking to get shot. So yeah, we don't, it was very, very late and we, we were there at only like midnight. This wasn't that late yet. I'm, midnight is late for normal people who have like five to nine jobs, man. Now when you work I'm second shift for me. Normal investigators. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so I just I do want to point that out that that you know we don't know if that had we don't know who owns the property so we don't we couldn't just go ask and whatever so. Yeah, there was nobody up. It was that, it was all dark out there. Yeah. <clears throat> Regardless of this, though, um, it was still awesome, first off, because there are no city lights out there. So <laughs> there's, there's a lot of points in the video where I'm just like looking straight up and not paying attention to anything else. Because I'm just like, man, look at these stars. <laughs> look at that shooting star. Oh, man, this is so great. <laughs> like, 
I felt I did that for like a good like sixty percent of the video because I'm just like, oh stars. <laughs> but um, yourself. I will admit I'm more of a city person, <clears throat> but I have been out in the country and looked at stars and stuff. But this place, I have never seen a clearer, brighter starscape. Um, probably anywhere than, than that night when we were out there. There was no uh, light pollution at all. It was absolutely gorgeous, like, to the point where it was like, I mean, we used flashlights, but it was kind of like, you almost didn't need them. No. That's how bright the sky was. Mm -hmm. It was like, damn, I, I now know why people have houses out here. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> there was honestly... I, I'll point this out, too, for anybody listening, is there's probably three or four houses along this road, and I believe the road is like a half mile or a mile. Um, otherwise, it's all either woods or fields. And um, it is private property. The whole stretch of it, I believe, is it's either owned by the Boy Scouts or the, the farmer's fields and stuff. So we don't want to... We, we stayed on the road. The road is public property. Um, so we just walked up and down the road and if you're going to go out there and check it out, you don't need to go into the woods or trespass to, to experience anything that we saw out there. So, yeah, no, yeah. Stay, stay smart, stay safe. <laughs> you know, don't, don't go into the fields. You don't know who owns them. We don't know who owns them. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, biggest thing. Stay smart, stay safe. So let's um, let's get into kind of what happened here. I mean, we we checked out the sky. We we powdered the car, and we parked about I would say three quarters of the way down the road, and we never ended up going the other. Th we had the intention of walking all the way down, back to the car, and then back down to the end of the road and back to the car, and we never finished walking the rest of it. But um, we walked from the car all the way out to the main road, and pretty much nothing happened I, and I mean nothing we walked out there we we stargazed we watched that it was a really nice walk wasn't too cold nothing took a few pictures of the sign down there started walking back and we got uh, we had passed the houses on the one side Oh, look um, at that, that lawn ornament that scared the crap out of us with the flare gun, though. Oh, that was a <laughs> mailbox. <laughs> that scared the absolute bejesus out of us. Uh, when we turned around and started heading back, we flared and like saw this thing that looked like some crouching creature from like H.P. Lovecraft. And we all just stood there for a second. We're like, what the hell is that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> and then got closer and realized it was just like some, yeah, I think it was like a mailbox or some lawn thing. Yeah, and it, it just retained stupid. enough heat that it showed up bright on everything else. And... <laughs> yeah, all right, honestly, that was kind of creepy. That out because, like, that, that was like the start of, like, everything just kind of happening after that, like that stupid freaking thing <laughs> I don't know if it was because we raised our vibrational levels into like this fear mode <laughs> I don't know I kind of calmed down after that I wasn't too uh, too freaked out or well the, the mailbox did get me I'll, I'll admit that but um, <laughs> well you turn around and I'm just like 
running the fleer along the edge, you know, just for the heck of it to see what's out there. And then all of a sudden this bright thing is like crouching at the side of the road. And I'm like, the hell is this? We all freeze and look at it. I'm going to go check it out. Pull out the flashlight. It's a stinking mailbox. Yeah, all right. Stupid stinking mailbox. <laughs> Returning heat all day. How dare you? All right. So we start walking right. back. And Derek's like, oh, you want to have an EVP session? You want to have an EVP session? You know, do you want to, you know, listen for voices and stuff and, and try and talk to it? And I'm like, you know, there's nothing out here, man. You know, there's it's just boring you know so we kept walking and but again we're out here to investigate so we need to to do every avenue you know you you search with the fleer you do the night vision you do the the um evp session you do all this just because you don't know so we got past the last house on the the right and we we got to like a little bit of a wooded area away far enough away from what i thought was that house and uh, we kind of crouch down, sit down on the edge of the road. You know, there's nobody going down this road. We were out there by ourselves. And um, Derek's asking questions. And all of a sudden, I hear this woman's voice coming from the woods behind me. And I look over at Fathom, and Fathom, you heard it too, didn't you? Yeah, because I looked at you like... <laughs> it was just that, that eye contact of did did you, you that, hear that right? yeah you know without without saying it and i don't know if that was i i know i whistled that little jingle that was way in the beginning when we first got out of the car yeah i was trying to provoke a response like it was the, the only like a boy scouty tune that i knew yeah and i had whistled it along yeah, that was, okay, so that was before, but yeah. That was no, right that when we got out of the course. car, yeah. Um, so anyway, we look at each other, and we're like, all right, did you hear that? And Derek's still off in his own little world doing his little investigation. And it comes again. And and at that point, I said, did you hear that? And you, you, you know, acknowledge, yeah, you heard it too. So we gathered up our stuff, because I'm thinking, all right, you know, we're out here talking in the middle of the, you know, the street, and... Um, I wasn't really sure at the time how close that farmhouse was to us. So I'm thinking, all right, let's, let's just go, you know, keep walking. And so we packed up the stuff and I left the recorder running and everything. And, um, we started walking back towards the car and something is walking in the woods next to me. Yeah. You got followed. Yeah. Like exclusively, exclusively on your side of the woods. Yep. Nothing started nothing started happening on the opposite side of the woods until we got to the car. But yeah, it was you. Yeah. I don't know what, I mean, like each, each of these locations seemed like it singled out one of us and this was my area, man. And so I stopped and I think you turn around you're like, what, you know? And I'm like, there's, there's something following us. So you can yeah, hear, you hear me about that too. What's that? You turned to me and said, I'm about to, I hear something next to him. And we tried putting our flashlights on it, but we didn't see a damn thing. No. Yeah, and then we flared. Then we yep. We checked with the and thermal the, imager. Nothing. Nothing. Everything was cold. I mean, I think there was like, I don't know, probably like a rabbit or something, but it was nothing. Yeah. Just nothing. 
but you could hear something moving through the 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 brush and the woods next to us. Twigs snapping. Your started messing up. Yep. Then it started to to um, pick up a signal, and it was only mine. My walkie yeah. was the only one that picked it up. Yeah, wasn't that again like making like a it was static yeah it was like somebody clicked through but wasn't talking I'm thinking that could be some like, an entity messing with the frequency because of electronics mm-hmm. yeah and it's that walkie and it's not like we were I mean we weren't like you know cloistered up on top of each other or anything like that but it's like I mean we were we were pretty we were, close at that time well, yeah, because... When I we mean, stopped, we, yeah. We were really close, and it's like, you know... Yeah, and it, it singled you out, and you could hear the crunching. That's what was really just crazy, is because you could hear the twig snapping, you could hear the leaves crunching, and it was all on your side of the road. At first, and as we stood there a little longer... Um, Derek asks, uh, if there's someone here, can you make a noise? And from the opposite way of the car, a big snap of a branch, big, uh, comes from the woods back that way. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was the other side of the road. And then, and that side of the road, for anybody listening, there is no houses. That was cornfield and woods was the only thing on the opposite side of the road. And a big, big, beautiful field that had nothing in it. I mean, it was like field, like woods, and then it cut into a field that led off into more woods. So, and you could see all the way across this field because, yep. like I said, the road's higher than the corn. The flashlights, it was bright, and there was just like that light mist on the ground. You know, I mean, it was it was gorgeous. But yeah, and the second time there was that snap, it sounded like a tree snapped in half and echoed across the field. Yep. Yeah, it was probably a good like two, three inch branch was cracked and uh so then <clears throat> we decide to whistle and we get something that whistles back to us from the woods mm-hmm. uh, that. yeah <laughs> that there was these moments when you do stuff like that when you get a response and you just got this you get this minor freeze-up of excitement and also just a little bit of, crap, should I be worried about this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is this? You know? Um, I, 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 that was a very interesting investigation the way back. I'll, I'll give that. And then, um, we stood out there for probably, a, I think it was another half hour, just standing in this spot, um, listening and, and whistling and getting replies and stuff. And it wasn't like just random. Like Derek would ask for something and a branch would snap and then it'd be quiet. Hey, and then, on yeah. And then I would whistle and it would whistle back. You know, it was definitely something was, communicating 
But yeah. and then there was okay. the uh, oh yeah, definitely intelligent. And um, there was a point in which it sounded like something took a stick and hit the side of a tree. Like it wasn't a wood snap; it was like a thunk. Yeah, I was just thinking about that too. Um, you know, looking back at all this stuff, this kind of reminds me of something else. It kind of reminds me of like like the Bigfoot evidence. You know, the the whistling in the woods, the twigs snapping, the branch cracking, and then you you say like the sound of like a wood knock. Um, I don't know. You think like. Like, maybe this thing isn't haunted. Maybe we're talking to a Bigfoot? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it... Hmm. Well, hey, let me go to this. So the other, um, <clears throat> the other evidence of this on Boy Scout Road is those lights in the woods. Uh. You know, the kids with the lanterns and stuff walking through the woods and stuff. And a lot of people claim to see orbs and lights in the woods around Bigfoot, too. Oh, yeah, this is true. So, really, you're adding up all this evidence that people are claiming are these Boy Scouts in the woods points, and I don't, I don't mean to connect dots that aren't there, but you're looking at, at circumstantial evidence that points to a Bigfoot in the area. That could be. And honestly, I didn't even think, and I'm I'm just putting this together now. I didn't think of any of that when we were out there that night. Oh, yeah. oh what if Bigfoot killed the Boy Scouts? <laughs> nah, well, that that is. <laughs> yeah, I had to. <laughs> that's not a, a far Get off. A far off jump either, I don't think. I don't <laughs> so know. maybe it's both. Yeah, but okay. you got you got to admit you're little, looking a little humor. Interesting. You're looking at about the same uh, set of circumstances there. That would be interesting. I mean, up, up until the point where the activity got really close and on both sides, where with the footsteps and things like that. That's a little harder to explain away with uh, Bigfoot. No, people have always heard Bigfoot, like, moving right near them because some people think that they can either cloak or what I believe is that they're just really good at camouflage. A lot of, like, the first-hand accounts of Bigfoot and stuff, they have, like, moss growing in their fur and leaves and stuff all matted into it. So one could be standing right there and you wouldn't even see them. But true that. But I didn't get anything on the fleer either. Yeah, this is true, because we did do both sides. But it is pretty dense there, too, so you never know. It could be just, just out of reach. That's true. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know, guys, so... <clears throat> As far as uh, haunting or, I guess, now Bigfoot activity. <laughs> well, what about the car? Did we get any good stuff on there? Like, like any hamper? Did we see anything there? No, we just found our, our own <laughs> oil prints. Touch yeah. the car. 
What? Well, so, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about, like, uh, around the handles and stuff, because we, we pointed it out and then realized I'm not, like, on the back of it, or... No, there was nothing that was new. There was nothing that was, like, wicked away by, by fresh hands. Mm-hmm. There was just residual oil prints, which is, again, pretty much finger dust, you know, dusting for prints kind of thing. Then we just drove that home and... <laughs> I, on there, I, think I will really- tell you, it took a good, like, two weeks of rain to wash my car clean. Why didn't you just take it to the car wash? When do I have time to take it to the car wash? I, I mean, in between <laughs> life... <laughs> I like work 12 hours a day. <clears throat> oh, jeez. <laughs> There's like six gas stations where you live, and like three of them have car washes. Uh, you're breaking up. I can't really hear you. enjoyed telling people uh, when they asked what happened to your car and I reply man I really love powdered sugar donuts <laughs> oh god it was kind of really like that line? I did use that line actually <laughs> we talked about it but I didn't think you were actually going to do it <laughs> no I actually told people that when they asked what the hell happened to your car I I really love powdered sugar donuts. <laughs> Should put a little Willy Wonka and just be like, it's delicious. <laughs> Lick <laughs> it. Got in your car cleaner a lot faster. Lick it. My car tastes like powdered sugar. Defenders taste like snozzers. <laughs> <laughs> Like the windshield, it's gooey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, I definitely think that that's a good place to end that for this week. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, it sounds like uh, it sounds like we want to go back out and relook at some of these, huh? I think. Yeah, and Boyfriend Lane, I think, was active after we walked back. It started getting more active as we walked back towards the car, past the car. I would like to... One day, and then when came back the other way, it was just, like, more active, and it was just... When I said something, he came on cue, and when you whistled, it was on cue to come back, and he tried you. Yeah. I remember that, and then I told you, you're haunting. So, Derek, Derek, let me ask you this. <clears throat> Based on our conversation, do you think that it's haunted? Or do you think that it could be Bigfoot? It could be either or, in my estimation. See, you know that? I did want to go back and look at this. When I had to make something over here to make a noise, why would I get it all of a sudden real quick? I can make a twig snap. Oh, my God. like, if you ask a spirit to make a twig snap, I didn't ask a spirit. I said, if anything's there, just to make a noise. I didn't say anything about a spirit. It just made a noise. So it could be either Bigfoot or it could be a spirit of a sort. Where it could be either or. I think it's down the middle. Fathom? I feel like we should figure out who owns the property at the end of the lane and see if they would permit us to, like, 
tromp around in that area and like be in the woods and check out what's up with that. I mean, I I can't say one way or another what's what. I just know that there's something going on. Um, and definitely, you know, intelligent. And and I, I don't know, I don't know if I really like to use that word because I feel like it, when there's anything going on, it's you know got some kind of intelligence versus. Um, I mean, you have either. Well, something that's there, or you have, you know, something that's residual and it's on a loop playing over and over again. I think that's the only difference we have between, you know, not intelligent and intelligent, which is just really there and not there. Um, but I think going back and figuring out who owns that seeing if they would be okay with it getting into the woods I think would be worth a try uh checking it out uh Blackbridge I don't know I would like to go back but it's hard because train yeah so unless they have a time of day in which they don't run the train in which we could maybe get further out i don't know um i, I think we've pretty much into. exhausted the safeness of the black bridge but i think the red bridge the red bridge in boy scout lane definitely could uh benefit from further investigation yeah I I think it might be interesting because this is Boy Scout Lane. These people out there obviously know that this is an urban legend that everyone goes out there and hangs out. I think it might be interesting to go out there and talk to some of these people and see if they've seen anything or if they just want people to leave them alone, you know? Yeah, that's that's always a thing you run into, you know, like these dumb kids always out here doing stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Or you might get the opposite. I mean, these people live out there. They know this area better than anybody. <clears throat> Maybe they have an explanation. Maybe they've heard or seen stuff, you know. And, you know, we aren't teenagers, so <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> that, that does help. Well, I would just probably be more towards us saying, okay, you guys can do this, you can do that, or you can't do this, or you can't do that, you know, so give us the benefit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that does help in our favor. But, yeah, I, I agree. We should, you know, check these places out. And now I'm, I'm definitely interested in that island, how we're going to get there. I don't know yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, we honestly could. We could rent a boat. I mean, we could we could also just get some pool floaties and you know hope for the best and just, just, just paddle out there. You know, together. we should look into this. There might be like a lake monster we could lasso or something. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Go Stevens, point. Oh, oh, Stevens Point. Oh, Stevens Point. Oh, Stevens Point. Let me bring up something else that I just, uh, uh, did I close that? No. 
while we're on the topic of Stephen's point, um, I found another location. Oh. Uh, bridge, is it? What? That's some other bridge, is it? <laughs> no. No, it is not. It is the Cottage Cafe. Oh, I take oh, that I'm back. Of that place. It is in Plover. But Plover's right down the street from, from Stevens Point. Okay. But uh, it has a long history. It was built in the 1850s. It has 12 previous owners. And it's been wow. everything... What? It's in 12. Wow. Yeah. 12 previous owners. And it has been everything from a private residence to a hotel to restaurants. Uh, long ago, the... Uh, Sausick? I have no idea what that word is. Sow? No, there's no S. Sowak? Sowak? Family? Uh, resided in the building. And they never publicly, publicly talked about it being haunted. One of the children in the family remembers being scared of one of the upstairs bedrooms. Uh, oh. the, then, before that family, the Pierce family lived in the building. James Pierce, the father was a deacon of the local church and outwardly talked about the evils of alcohol. This became apparent when the building was home to the Sherman restaurant where glasses would fly off the bar. Renovations to the building allowed for ghostly residents to stir up trouble, including slamming doors, shattered windows, flying plates, and more happenings on a daily basis in the restaurant. Today, the owners of the building, now the Cottage Cafe, are sisters who investigate paranormal and say that the ghosts are friendly and always welcomed in the building. Although the cafe is no longer in use for daily dining, spooky events are held often, especially near Halloween. Uh, and then uh, it gives a website, or not a website, it gives a Facebook page, which I checked out, and I think that, yep, this is still open here. Um... Their last event was in November. Okay. I'm really disappointed I can't get, like, a coffee and a haunting. <laughs> yeah, it, it has a picture of it. It's a, a gray gray and white building, uh, gray building, white trim, and, uh, like, maroon stuff. Has an open sign, like a, a banner hanging out front. Big, fancy sign, like a roadside sign and everything, and... I don't know, um, but it's definitely worth looking into. The last event was November 2nd, and it was Spirit Speaks. And they seem to have these about once a month, it looks like. And, uh... Possibly? Yeah, because I don't, I don't like group things. You yeah. Know me. Yeah, yeah. Well, it also muddles everything, too. Yeah, so uh, if anybody listening has ever uh, headed out here or gone to their, any of their events or knows anything about them, feel free to message us and, and let us know what your experiences are out here. Or if you've been to any of the other locations that we've talked about, you know, the any of the bridges or um, Boy Scout Lane or anything, or if you live on Boy Scout Lane, you know, feel free to contact us and uh, anything like that. If you've had any experiences with anything, any encounters with dogmen or Bigfoot or UFOs or paranormal or Mothman or any of that stuff, uh, feel free to uh, head over to our website and uh, you can report your sighting. 
right on our website. You can either do it anonymously or you can leave contact information for us. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, and speaking about that, just just gonna throw my my thing in there real quick. Um, if you are dealing with a home situation and you're just looking for some offhand advice on you know like how to deal with it yourself or are local and possibly need some help, uh, I mean. Jonesy's going to need to filter that out and, you know, pencil in times and whatnot, but you're also welcome to email and say, hey, Fathom, what can I do about this? There's this room, and I'm scared to go in it, and I don't know what's in there, and I need help. I am willing to help with that. (laughs) Yep, we've actually uh, gone out and done that for people in the past. Uh, Go out and smudge the house and investigate for you and that. So, yep, you can send us an email at wisconsincaps at uh, gmail.com. And our website is uh, wisconsincaps.com. And you can send us an email uh, if you if there's a certain member of the team, you know, like Fathom, Derek, myself, Ethan, um, anything like that that you need to contact specifically. Send us an email, and I will uh, forward it on to the specific person that you're interested in. So, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, I think that about covers everything for this uh, this episode. What do you guys think? I think so. Yeah, I think <laughs> we're we're good to go, man. So again, stay safe. Keep your eyes peeled. Yep. Uh, fight the man. <laughs> what what man are we fighting? Or the woman we want to be, you know, you know, yeah, or the or the woman. non-binary whatever, you know, we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to offend okay. anyone. We're, yeah. We're, we're fight, fight the power. Fight the power. There we go. <laughs> fight the power. Be safe. Don't fight them too hard. Don't trespass. have a good night my peeps alright man thanks for listening to this episode of cryptids anomalies in the paranormal society I'm Barnaby and Fathom and we will see you next time thanks for listening have a good night guys bye bye